Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Reptilist. So I'd like to talk a little bit about one of my longest lasting impressions of a hidden camera show. I'm pretty sure it was Candid Camera, but I've tried to hunt down exactly what I'm thinking of and what I saw, but I have not been able to do so. So I'm from a town in New Jersey called Secaucus, and I remember one day I was in grammar school and VCRs had started showing up in school. It was very exciting. My teacher wheeled in the cart that had this giant VCR in it, and she said, I have a real treat for you. We're going to see an episode of Candid Camera. She dimmed the lights, hit play on the remote control that was actually attached with a wire to the VCR, and the TV came to life, and it was a black-and-white television show. And in the show, an older lady wins a contest, and she's very excited. Then she finds out that the contest was a trip to Secaucus, New Jersey. She is not happy at all and makes some disparaging remarks about my hometown and says, why would anybody want to go to Secaucus, basically? The teacher stops the VCR, turns on the lights, and says, what exactly was wrong with this episode? Every hand in the class went up. She called on one of my best friends at the time, and he said she pronounced the name of our town wrong. Now, I'm sure when you were growing up, the way that people pronounced the name of your hometown was very important. In the town I grew up in, it was almost an obsession. I remember seeing news reports where people being interviewed in my town would correct the reporter while they were being interviewed because they had mispronounced the town. The emphasis is on the first syllable, C, not C. It's especially enjoyable to me that I'm able to relate a memory of watching an early hidden camera special to my hometown. On today's show, we're going to talk about that show, Candid Camera. We're going to talk about its creator, we'll talk about its origins, we'll talk about the reception of the show, its many incarnations, we'll talk about how well it did, especially during its most successful run, and we'll talk a little bit about its legacy, and it has had quite an influence on other shows. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Candid Camera was a hidden camera show. It was probably one of the first hidden camera shows. The idea of the show is that you would hide a camera, and you've seen this a lot in lots of modern shows, but this is one of the first. You hide a camera, and then you pull a prank on somebody, and then you would see what their reaction was. 
no matter what. They might laugh. They might be afraid. The whole point of it is to generate some sort of emotion. It's at that point that you let them in on the joke. Candid Camera was special because it was very well done and was one of the first shows to actually use celebrities in some of their setups, which elevated the end product to something even better. So if you didn't know, the show is actually pretty old and started during the radio days. And since radio doesn't have cameras, the show wasn't known as Candid Camera. Instead, it was known as Candid Microphone. And it was first heard on June 28, 1947, at 7.30 on ABC Radio. The following week, it moved to 7 p.m. And then later that year, it moved to Mondays at 9 p.m. Then as the year moved on and 1948 came, the show almost every couple of months would be moved around from location to location before finally ending on September 23, 1948. Then in 1950, CBS picked up Candid Microphone and would air it on Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. It was a summer series sponsored by Philip Morris and it would continue for three months and would come to an end at the end of August. Here's a little example of... Candid microphone. We dare them all. We dare them all. Tonight, Philip Morris issues a dramatic challenge to any other cigarette. A challenge you will hear later in the show as Philip Morris presents The Candid Microphone with Alan Francis, Candid Mike, Don Hollenbeck, your narrator, music by Bernard Green, and yours truly, Ken Roberts. Now, it's hard to talk about Candid Camera without talking about the man who made it possible. His name was Alan Funt. Now, I'm not sure about now, but when I was growing up, Alan Funt was pretty much a household word. Everyone I know knew who he was and knew he was associated with Candid Camera. Funt was born in 1914 and achieved a BA in Fine Arts from Cornell in 1934 and then went on to study business administration at Columbia University. And then in 1947, Funt would get a job at ABC Radio and work on the original Candid Microphone and would experiment with a visual version of the show, doing a series of theatrical shorts, which would also be known as Candid Microphone. These shorts would serve as a launch pad for the entrance into television in 1948. Today's show is brought to you by your local photographic studio. Want to make a memory perfect? Take a photograph. What a wonderful gift to give. What memories will be on display. With a photographic portrait. The past is as near as today. Nothing like a photograph to preserve a memory. So as I said, Fund had made these short films 
and brought them to ABC television in 1948. People liked the idea, but the show never got a firm footing and would move around, jumping to NBC and then finally to CBS in the fall of 1949. In 1951, the show moved to syndication. It would remain in syndication until 1958, when it would return to NBC as a segment of Jack Parr's Tonight Show. In 1959, the segment reappeared on CBS, this time as part of the Gary Moore Show. Obviously, people knew it was a good idea, but it just kept jumping around. Finally, in 1960, it would get its own standalone show on CBS. It was during this run from 1960 to 1967 on CBS that Candid Camera would probably enjoy its longest run of success. During the first year of this epic run, Funt had co-hosting duties with veteran CBS star Arthur Godfrey. Then, from 1961 to 1966, Derwood Kirby would take Godfrey's role. And then in the final season, Bess Meyerson would stand in. If you do a search on YouTube, you're going to see a lot of clips from this time because there was a lot of great pieces written and you had a lot of talented people working on the show. Some celebrities amongst them, a young comedian named Woody Allen, who was one of the writers of the show in the 1960s. Here's one of his famous sketches. It's not funny, I'm sorry, but I mean, I just never expected uh, to take a letter like this. I mean, it's just... Is it a funny letter? It's not funny if that's the way you feel about someone, but I would think that you would sit down and write a letter like this yourself. Well, I, I composed it. Right, but you're not going to typewrite a love letter, are you? It's, well, what is it? <laughs> it is a love letter. I certainly am. I mean, you're going to type a love letter to someone? It's an electric typewriter. That's not the point. When it's an electric typewriter, that's not personal. You're dictating to someone else who's... I mean... Uh, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a business. Uh, that is, if this isn't business, but you did take business letters, or you write personal letters to people in business, too. But this is, here is down below. I don't know, this is something that is out of this world. Could you read it back? I certainly can. With punctuation, please. Oh, well, sure. Dear beloved John, I can't live without you anymore. As I mentioned, during this 1960 to 1967 run, the show was at its most well-received, and it was number seven in the ratings in its first season. Then in its second season, slipped to ten. Then in the third season, it went all the way to number two, and then slowly began a decline in 63 to 64, seven, and then downward and downward until it finally went off the air. And it would remain off the air for a couple of years until 1974, and it would there be revived in a weekly syndicated show for five years. 
Funt returned as the MC of the show and was joined by John Bartholomew Tucker and Dorothy Collins as his co-hosts. But you could also expect to find others, people from the 60s run, like Phyllis George, Betsy Palmer, and Joanne Flug. We'll return after these messages. Home movies are getting better than ever. With the new GAF Super 8 movie cameras, they've got professional features like through-the-lens viewing zoom lenses and through-the-lens automatic exposure meters. They let you do things professionals do without all the work professionals do. Cut. Reload. That's a complicated-looking machine, isn't it? Funny thing is, a lot of people still think that taking home movies is that complicated, too. If that were true, believe me, I wouldn't take them. For instance, he's reloading the film. Let me show you how easy Kodak has made it for you and me with a Kodak Instamatic movie camera. You finish one roll of film, drop another one in, you're all set. How are you doing, Charlie? Taking home movies couldn't be much easier than that, could it? You know, now is the time to start, too. When the kids are growing up, you're on your vacation, Save the action and the color in movies. With Kodak projectors, movies are easy to show, too. And cameras start at less than $35. Actually, you know what Kodak does for you? Right. And now, back to our show. As the 70s ended, so did Candid Camera, and it would take another half a decade before we would see some new Candid Camera on television in the form of a 35th anniversary special in 1983 that was run on NBC. And then in 1987, they started airing Candid Camera specials. It still had Alan Funt, but he was joined on stage by his son, Peter Funt, and Peter Funt would keep the torch going candid camera after his father passed away in 1999. He pretty much took over everything in the 90s and would keep it going well into the new millennium. In the early 90s though, they decided to try a new season of the show that would be hosted by Dom DeLuise and Eva LaRue. Why are these people so surprised? Because they have no idea they're on television. You're serious? You're kidding! <laughs> the new Candid Camera with Dom DeLuise. Catch us if we don't catch you first. We're back and we're out there. <laughs> Coming September 16th. Now, Funt authorized this version, but he wasn't happy with the format or the host. He had allowed it because he needed the money. But he didn't think that DeLuise truly understood the spirit of the show and thought that it wasn't as well written as past incarnations of Candid Camera. He also thought that the show was too preoccupied with incorporating the sponsor of the show, Pizza Hut. And they were putting it into the show in a way that he found way too overt. It takes a special pizza to be a Pizza Hut pan pizza. Oh, pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Will make your mouth say, ah, cheese. Mm, one look in your eyes will say, oh. Only your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant has a special pan full of, ah, oh, mmm. So come and get it at your home 
Hometown Pizza Hut. Home of Pan Pizza. That syndicated package with Deloise would only run for one season. In 1986, CBS programming decided to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the show. Now, I know you're doing the math in your head and you're like, wait, it hasn't been 50 years. If 25 years was in, well, they decided to date it back to the candid microphone days. And this led to a bunch of new specials and then to a return of the show with Peter Fund and Suzanne Summers as co-host. The show would eventually move to the PAX network in 2001, and Suzanne Summers would leave her co-hosting duties and be replaced by Dinah Eastwood. On PAX, the show would run from 2001 to 2004 before finally signing off. Now, Candid Camera is pretty much only available in the occasional rerun and, of course, on the web and in home video collections. A little bit of interesting info about Candid Camera. In 2001, when they were filming it on the PAX network, one of the pranks of the show actually resulted in an injury. In a pretty funny bit, Fund, who is posing as a security guard, instructs passengers at an airport to climb into a fake x-ray machine. Oddly enough, people actually do it, and a gentleman injured himself while getting off the conveyor belt. He was given $300,000 in punitive damages, and Peter Fund and the show had to split that, paying one hundred fifty grand each. The airport also settled out of court with the gentleman, and he received ninety-five grand from them, and Pax TV also had to pay $7,500 in a settlement. So being a victim of a prank can be lucrative in the right circumstances, it seems. In the 70s, Funt did some interesting things with Candid Camera. He did two movies. One, What Do You Say to a Naked Lady, and the second film, Money Talks. What Do You Say to a Naked Lady came out in 1970, and in it, Funt secretly recorded people reacting to unexpected encounters with nudity. And originally when the movie came out, it was rated X by the Motion Picture Association. In 1982, though, another version of the film came out, and this was edited down and got an R rating. Money Talks is often overlooked because What Do You Say to a Naked Lady came out first and has controversial material in it, but it deals with how people react to money, and it's a really fun movie to watch. It has a segment with Muhammad Ali in it and was filmed around the East Village, and you get this wonderful time capsule of the early 70s. This more risque form of candid camera was also made into a more adult-oriented camera show called Candid, Candid Camera, which ran on the HBO and Playboy channels. It is basically similar to the original Candid Camera, but with the edginess of the films. So you get the reaction of people placed in adult situations. Candid Camera released an LP album in 1960, 
1963, there was a candid camera board game. In it, each player hides their camera at various locations around the board and tries to push their opponents to enter those locations. I've never played the game, but I looked it up, and you could pick up a copy of the game for under 20 bucks. So if you're interested, the copies are available on the internet. Speaking of the internet, Candid Camera is, of course, online at the apt URL, candidcamera.com. So if you are interested in finding out more information about Candid Camera, finding a little bit more about what Peter Fun's up to, and picking up Candid Camera merchandise, point your browser to candidcamera.com. I'm looking at the website right now, and they actually have a photo of the security check where he sends the people through the X-ray machine. So the very episode that they were sued on seems to be the episode that they are trying to feature. Interesting. Candid Camera has been influential. In Britain, a version of Candid Camera began in 1960 and would run for seven years. It would again return in the 70s and 80s. While Candid Camera might be the first, it was certainly not the last. There have been lots of imitators. Probably the most famous of the modern incarnations is the Ashton Kutcher TV show Punked, which basically was Candid Camera on celebrities, putting them in very elaborate situations. But it didn't stop there. There's been Boiling Points, How We Do It, The Jamie Kennedy Experiment, Totally Hidden Videos. Pretty much, as long as we're going to be watching TV, there will be an urge to play pranks on people and to secretly videotape it. The thing about Candid Camera is it's also one of the earlier reality shows, showing people just as they are and how they would react. It would open up a whole new genre of television that is still going very strong today. We seem to get a real kick out of watching people put in these situations and to see how they react because maybe we're trying to see exactly how we would react. What I've always found remarkable is that people sign releases. They don't mind that they're made to look the fool because they know it's all in good fun and it's very human to want to laugh at yourself even when other people are laughing along. And that's why Candid Camera is so great. It gives us a little peek at other people's misfortune but at the same time films it in such a way that we can relate to the people. I know I've been in many situations where I've wished it was a hidden camera show, and I kept looking for Alan Funt to step out from behind some curtain. just turned out that sometimes reality itself is the best reality show. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. If you like the music you hear during the show, that music is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can contact Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend.
Smile. You are on Candid Camera. This has been a Retro production. Goodbye.